The Building of the Citadel When Asgard was but newly built, the gods wished for a strong citadel outside their walls that might withstand the attacks of the unfriendly giants, should any of them chance to cross the Rainbow Bridge by frost, and each even to Asgard. And while they were considering the best way it might be done, a stonemason from Jotunheim came by and offered them his help. From his smiles they saw him through a giant but to be no enemy, and they listened to his proposals. I can build you, said the giant, a fortress that shall be proof against any of your enemies, though all the mountain giants and all the frost giants fall upon it as one man, and this shall be done in no longer than three years. What say you, Ezia and Vanir? Shall I build your citadel for you? If indeed your boast is true, said Odin, your work would be much welcomed here. Yet tell us first what reward will you claim when your task is done? Give to me the sun and the moon from the sky, that they may serve as lamps to light my house. And give me Freya of the Vanir for my wife, and I will think myself well paid. Well paid would you be indeed, exclaimed Njord, king of the Vanir, angrily. My daughter weds with no giant? and all the gods who were present murmured against the stranger's words, that they were presumptuous and overbearing. But Odin held up his head for silence. Your demands are great, he said. I wonder will your achievements match them. But even should they, it were a shame to take from the sky the sun and the moon and leave the world of men in darkness. The giant shrugged his shoulders. That is the payment which I ask, that and no other. If the price is too high, then must you do without your citadel. I care not. Odin considered a moment, and then he said, This is a matter which cannot be decided lightly. It must be debated by the council of the gods. So he called the gods to his hall, and they gathered together, all save Thor, who was often his custom, journeyed in the north, seeking adventure, and they talked long about the giant and his offer. It is true that we need a mighty fortress, and if this giant's words are not false, then he can build us what we want far better than we ourselves could fashion it, they said. But the reward, he asked, is too great. We're not give to him the sun and the moon, and Freya is not for any giant to wed. And at last they decided with regrets that they must refuse the stranger's offer. Then Loki, god of the firelight, spoke. It seems to me, he said, that we should be fools to let this workman go without making him serve us. If what he boasts is true, he has said that in three years his task will be done and our citadel standing strong and mighty. Let us say to him that if it is completed in the length of but one winter, we shall give him the reward he asks. Then if he accepts our conditions, so shall we have our fortress and so shall we keep the sun and the moon and lovely Freya, for no builder, however skilled, could finish such a task alone in the space of but one winter. I do not doubt, said Njord, that he will refuse. We can but make the offer, said Loki, and the other gods agreed with him. And together they went to the giant and told him of their conditions. If the fortress is completed, they said, before the first day of summer, and if you have worked alone without anyone to help you, the sun and the moon and Freya are yours. What say you to our offer? The giant considered, and then he said, If you will let me have with me my horse to help drag the blocks of stone, then will I accept your conditions. 
the gods hesitated, and Odin said, If the work is done with the help of a horse, then it is not done alone. But Loki laughed. What is a horse? Brother Odin. But a horse, it has no hands to build with. Let him have his horses. To help him carry the stones, he will have to work enough with the building to keep him labouring well into the summer. So, persuaded by Loki, the gods agreed, and the giant went to fetch his horse. On the first day of winter, he returned leading the horse, a great black stallion which he called Svadilfari, and he sent to work at once. And before long, it was apparent that the horse was worth two men. Svadilfari had no hands to build with, but all night long he dragged blocks of stone for the giant and on into the shore short winter's day. And while the daylight lasted, the giant piled stone upon stone into the semblance of a fortress. And so the work went on apace, while the gods and goddesses watched anxiously, and none more anxiously than Freya. And when there was but three nights to go until the first day of summer, the citadel was completed. All but the gate, and the gatepost and Odin called the gods to council, that they might think how best to save the sun and the moon and keep Freya of Jotunheim, and they could see no way by which to do it. Let him who advised our bargain now find a means to evade it, said Njord bitterly. Loki has ever want to give us bad advice. And they all turned to where Loki sat and demanded that he should think of a trick, whereby they might be saved from giving this giant his reward and threatening him should he fail. I will find out a way, never fear, said Loki. But they were angry with him and all spoke against him. So he rose and went quietly from the hall. He went to a wood close to where the fortress towered high and took the shape of a dainty stepping grey mare. And that evening when the stonemason came by with his weary stallion, dragging a huge block of stone, Loki left the shadow of the woods and whinnied. Svadilfari looked up and saw the mare and whinnied in reply. While the giant sought to urge him on with the load of rock, but when Svadilfari saw the mare turn as if to trot back into the wood, he broke the traces and galloped free. Away went Loki through the wood like the wind as Svadilfari after him. And the giant called in vain to his horse, following them but a long way behind. All the night the giant roamed the wood, seeking Svadilfari, but in the morning he had to return alone to his work dragging the huge blocks of stone himself and setting them in place. And by the first day of summer, the work was still not completed and the gate was yet lacking. The gods were glad when they saw how the sun and the moon might remain in the sky to give light to men and how Freya would not have to go into Jotunheim and how they had a fine impregnable fortress as well, all but the gate and that they would build for themselves. When the giant saw the smiles on the gods, he first grew angry, and then he grew suspicious, remembering the grey mare, which had come out from the wood where he had never seen a horse before. And then he grew angrier still, crying to the gods that they had cheated him. How have we cheated you? they asked. Prove it to us, and we will pay you all we owe. But he could not in no way prove his words, and they laughed at him while he stormed and raged and threatened them so greatly that they ordered him forth from Asgard with all speed, but he would not go and vowed to be revenged. At that moment Thor returned from his journeyings and hearing the giant's shouts came at once to see what a giant did in the home of the gods, 
When he heard the threats, he too grew angry and became very mighty in his wrath. Insolent giant, he thundered in his great voice. You shall be carried. He struck down the stone mason and made an end of him. Thus did the gods win a stronghold against their enemies and pay no price for it. But to Loki, as a mare, was born an eight-legged foal with all the strength of Svadilfari, his sire and double the swiftness because of his eight legs and with all the grace of the grey mare that was the sly god of fire. And when Loki took again his own shape, he called the foul Sleipnir and gave him to Odin to be his horse. And of all horses, brave Sleipnir was the best and much beloved by the Allfather.